I'm trying to figure out the makeup thing. That's hard. Um, like, I, basically, I get one eye really good. I can't get the other eye. I always fuck up. Someone said to me, you know, they're, they're not supposed to be twins. They're supposed to be sisters. And I'm like, really? Because they look like the Twin Towers. That's what they look like. That just one eye looks terrible. It's so bad. I, I spent three hours on the Sephora website looking for an eye patch. They don't have any. Um, so I... I would identify as non-binary, which means if I have to pick between the men's or women's bathroom, I don't. I just pee right somewhere in the middle. I don't sit or stand, I just wore two. Comedian, Corey Falvo. Corey Ronald Falvo. George Corey Moore. Falvo. Shoots on North Kildonan, Winnipeg. What's this guy doing up here in Manitoba? Manitoba. It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore. Well, let me introduce our next guest, RG, who says his former neighbor looked bad. The looks apparently weren't as bad as the smell. What was the smell, RG? Oh, man, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out if it was like under the arms from the shoes or just like a natural. Eight years since you've seen her, right? Been about eight years, yeah. All right, let's see. Well, she says these days she looks good. Here's Lita. So what did he do to you? He makes it sound like it was you followed him around and he was just defending himself. Were you, did you chase him around? Did you like him? Well, yeah. But I'm actually really surprised that he turned out this bad. What was Dallas? What was Dallas? What was Dallas? Jenny Jones at your show. I should have known that you had the hearts for me. I was told you had a cold. You had to go by head of security. If I could go back, I would be so jacked. You would drop down to your knees. You would have to take a commercial break when you start to cream your jeans. We fall in love and then we start dating. And then we get married and then we have babies. And then we get bored and then we get lazy. We buy a big house and then a bigger 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 house and then boats to store all of our cars. Sweet Jenny Jones. You're at home, all alone. I can't come within 100 miles from you, but the judge didn't say I couldn't. Use a drone, pick up the phone. I wrote a poem, I need to whisper in your ear. JJ and Archie forever. All right, that's not really a poem, I understand. Stop already. Jesus. You, you'd you go do a podcast and come up with your own lyrics then if you don't like Okay. Shut up. All right. I'm going to got my microphone. Now I got to go unplug the fridge. Because every time I do this podcast, I got to go to my refrigerator. You can hear it humming. And then I unplug it. And then I'll come back uh, five hours later, forgetting to plug it in. And then all my butter is soft. Okay, hey, welcome to the show of the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Murr. 
today, the lovely and talented Corey Falvo, comedian Corey Falvo, and they have uh, hit a whole bunch of stages all over the city uh, over many, many years. I've seen them perform periodically throughout uh, the last decade, probably. We, we, we talk about uh, where they're from, where they're going, and where uh, they're going to be. Uh, which is the Fringe Festival. Uh, Corey has a Fringe play called Commando the Radio Play. Commando a Radio Play. Let me look it up. Yes, yes, Commando the Radio Play. And that's July 17th, July 20th, July 21st, July 22nd, July 23rd, July 24th, 26th, and 28th. Eight shows in July for you to catch. Um, and that's at the Centennial Concert Hall, the Rehearsal Hall, okay, which is on the corner of Lily or something. What is it? It's uh, entrance on Lily Street at Market Avenue. And uh, for more information, please go to uh, winnipegfringe.com, search up Commando, and you can't miss it. It should be a hell of a romp, <laughs> especially if you like Schwarzenegger and um, live sound effects. We talk about that in the show. We talk about a lot of things. We had a great time. Oh, Fantastic. Thank you, Corey Falvo, for uh, agreeing, agreeing to do the show. I see why you would not want to, because I am an idiot. I'm so stupid on the show. I'm driving me crazy. Why am I doing a podcast if I can't even talk? I don't know. Why? Let's figure it out together, me and you. Let's bond. Subscribe to the show. The Manitoba Money Shot podcast is on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. Subscribe, rate, stars, uh, YouTube channel, subscribe, Twitter, follow, Facebook, join, and all that stuff. Anyway, it's Canada Day. Have a great one. Oh, and catch Corey at uh, Funniest Person with a Day Job this Tuesday at Rumors. Hell yeah! We're rolling. Okay. Yeah! yeah. Corey Favo! <laughs> Corey Favo! Yes! Finally. Yeah. Finally. Corey Falvo, yes. comedian, mm-hmm. singer. I try. Ukulele player. Yes. Yeah. Um, sleeper. Very much a sleeper. Breather of air. It's one of those things, ever since I quit smoking. Oh, you quit smoking? I did. Wow. How, how long has it been now? Oh, it's, it's, been, Nick it's been years. Nick Fit. Um, Nick Fit. Oh, um, you know what though? Like if someone's next to me and they're smoking, I do enjoy it. I, I'm like, you stand a little closer. I do. Like, like <laughs> it, it, they're like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, and I'm like, no, no, please. Hmm. Uh, we talked earlier, and you said you were born in North Kildonan. That's correct. All right, and that's in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, how long were you there? Uh, I was there from birth until 15. Oh, okay. Yes. So you spent your your whole youth basically there. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And what what do you, what what can you tell me about North Kildonan? So North Kildonan is uh, very very much a uh, suburban area. So it was safe. I used to ride my bike everywhere. Nice. Um, at least it was when I was a kid. Um, Did it get stolen? No. You know what? My bike was never stolen. Still have it. I no Would no. That be I think it like was in my my father's yard for a long time and then it rusted. And, oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, but so so it lived a it lived a full life. Um, was there like a hangout that you and your friends went to? Um, Did you have friends? <laughs> oh boy, uh, that's that's a really. Uh, Are that too I'm personal? Just, 
Um, I did have friends. Uh, we I lived in a cul-de-sac, so like oh, wicked, me too. Yeah, so like yeah. that was that was like the place to hang because there wasn't as many cars as everywhere else. Were so. there a lot of kids your own age in that um, cul-de-sac? Yeah, around around that. So yeah. like there was like three or four hide and seek. We definitely played hide and seek a lot. Um, we would. Uh, I I used to ride my bike to like the comic book shop and um, every now and then. Played Mario Kart, lots of Mario Kart, because yeah. uh, I had like a really close friend that lived just two doors down. So, oh nice, we, we built a fort. That was exciting. Whose yard? Uh, uh, his. His yard. Yeah. yeah. In a tree. No, no, it was freestanding, but it had like four different levels, and it was Holy like just shit. made a whole bunch of scraps and just all the wood we can find. Right. So yeah. you like hammered, nailed it together. And yeah. Wow. And it was pretty cool. That is cool. You'd think like you know, was it up to safety standards? Absolutely not. That thing was dangerous <laughs> as hell. There was, we could have died in so many ways. Mm-hmm. But it would have been the coolest death, like in the paper. Oh yeah, yeah. We would have been we would have been the reason that no kids were allowed to have forts after that. Because <laughs> right. it would have been so tragic, That's, like how mangled we were. It's like how uh, quarter drafts was cut when too many kids died driving drunk. Yes. I'm sure that's when well, those laws. Yeah, no, I that that was that kid went to my school um, when I because I was in high school at the time. Yeah, and um, I, that was. I don't recall his name. I didn't know him. Uh, but mm-hmm. um, no, I went to Murdoch McKay. I went to Transcona uh, for school. And that and was, fifth, well, I guess it would have been 15 on. You're living in Transcona. It, well, we, we moved like just out of the city. So actually like in Springfield. So it was kind of like in between East St. Paul and Oak Bank. But uh, this, I had a choice of either going to Oak Bank school or going to... Uh, to Transcona. In Transcona at uh, Murdoch McKay, That's, and that seems like a tough school, Murdoch McKay. It was um, the only time I've ever seen like the school not fight each. Like, okay, <clears throat> a lot of people have examples of school spirit. My example of school spirit is some band kids came from another school in a school bus, right? Yeah, and when it pulled up, like. All, everyone, the jocks, the nerds, the Muslims, the non-binaries, all of them, like, picked up snowballs and pelted them at these band kids from another school. It was really, it was like... Just to be assholes? Just to be assholes, because that was the school I went to. Why were they coming to the school? I, Some I don't know. competition? To eat or... snowballs. <laughs> <laughs> I we just want to play. I don't know. Like, I didn't even, th- I didn't even know our school had a band, so... Like, and you're just a spectator, you're like... I was, yeah, I was the cool spectator. <laughs> I... I just smoked and Can stood I stand there in my by coat. You, Corey? <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you're all right. cool. Cool. All right. Um, okay, so before high school, what school were you going to in North Kildonan? Well, I went to Miles Mack for uh, Miles uh, grade Mack. 10. Okay. Yeah. And then what about uh, junior high and elementary? I went to John Pritchard uh, for junior high. And then elementary, I went to two different schools. I went to Emerson until grade 2. Mm-hmm. And then my sister was not doing well in school, so they thought we should put her in a Catholic school so she can learn right. about Jesus as well as fail math. All right. And uh, they decided to put, <laughs> they decided I should Sorry. go too. And then uh, at grade five, when my parents realized it was a terrible school and, and my sister was still failing math, it, was, it wasn't very good. Um, right. what, I, what, did you, what didn't you like about it? Like the, the way they were instructing or teaching? Um, they weren't very, they, they didn't, their Christian values were misplaced, maybe. They didn't, uh, they were kind of mean. Um, I had a, my first panic attack in oh, grade yeah? five. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. No. What, 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 what brought it on? 
Oh, um, so basically I, I had a diorama of the prairies and, uh, I was presenting in front of the class and one of my, the farmer I had fell over and someone in the class laughed and then I laughed. Right. And then my teacher snapped and reamed me out for a good 10 minutes oh, while I'm in grade five, yeah. standing there holding a shoebox with uh, clay in it. And, uh, and she just basically said, uh, like, I'm always trying to make people laugh at inappropriate times and just like said a bunch of terrible things. Cause I, right. I, I'll admit, I didn't know when the appropriate time to make a joke was, but were you a little bastard <laughs> <laughs> like in class causing a disturbance, not rebelling, re- rebelling against Christianity? <laughs> no. Oh God. No. They would have kicked me out much, much right. sooner. So she, she was, uh, not she just, justified. She just had a bad day and okay. took it out on someone in grade five. I didn't even finish the presentation. Oh, so, I, but I like broken to a, cold sweat went pale and um and almost passed out and uh wow and to this day i'm pretty sure that's what i'm pretty sure that's something that i had a problem i have with on stage actually what because now i'm blanking out almost blanking out yeah well i I used to blank a lot when i was Mm. on stage and i was nervous and i that was your bit that was that was your (laughs) just standing there going where's my notes yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's the big finish (laughs) you pass out yeah so that's that's good. <laughs> the pa- you know, there's prop comics and then there's me. I'm a pass out comic. Yeah, you've really created a market there. Yeah, yeah I, I like it when there's a big stage and I don't hit my head on the stool. <laughs> um, so and then when you moved on to a junior high, mm-hmm. uh, did you find that other interests were coming in? Like you're saying that like you were maybe at the comic shop and like what any other. Uh, to be fair, Places. I was at the comic shop, but that was just the closest place to go. I didn't really get too into comics, but junior high, I just got into drawing and um, that's about it. I wasn't really cool. Like I didn't really have a lot of um, well, like, what's cool, cool hobbies. man. Well, what's cool? Like nowadays, <laughs> uh, you know, anything can be cool. But back then it, it wasn't cool to like the Beatles. Like it wasn't cool to be into music. Wasn't cool to like the Beatles? No. I mean, now it's not, but I that's guess, because people are snobs. But right, like, like, like back then I was a big Beatles fan and, um, and that was a thing where it was like, I remember someone actually saying like, what? Corey thinks the Beatles are better than Bush X. And it's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, wow. go on Twitter. Like, like, post that, you dumbass. Yeah. There wasn't Twitter. There was not Twitter. <laughs> no, not, write, not write during the bush Write it on a piece X. of paper and then put it in a bush, and that was, yeah. like, our tree. <laughs> no, this isn't... I know I said bush twice. I wasn't referencing the band. See, I always thought um, around uh, 2000, the Beatles were kind of coming back. Mm-hmm. It seemed like bands were rediscovering them as far as like an influence in their sound of music like o- oasis was big right mm. and they were they were definitely an influence the beatles were oh yeah them, right? the, like right? their videos were straight up ripoffs of uh yellow submarine and uh i think one of them their kid is named lennon oh really yeah oh, shit. i mean so was my cat but that Your was cat a cat is named... that wasn't a child that wasn't a person my cat was named lennon was named lennon oh i'm sorry that's okay how many cats uh, how many cats ago was that? That was the cat we got when I was like fourteen. So right before fourteen, Transcona cat. Um, it it, w- it would have been eventually. It would have been Transcona cat. Yeah. yeah. Started in North Kildonan. Yeah. It was did like it, me. Did they survive? No, no. <laughs> Transcona cat, cat only lasted a couple of years. Oh. Yeah, I got p- 
poison. This is a weird turn for a podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, you know, people bring up their pets. I want to explore that, you know. But No, that's um, fine. We were talking we about... We can talk about the, current cats if you'd like. Tell me about your cat. Oh, I, God, I was hoping you'd ask. <laughs> uh, no, my cat now, uh, I... Uh, I I got her. She's a senior, like so. She I got her when she was twelve. Yeah, and uh, she used to be overweight. So she like, but they they put her on a special diet, and she's lost all this weight. And they they had to take care of her and get her healthy again. And you so she decided has, to get a, an older cat. Yeah. What, why why that decision? I wanted something that was a bit more low key and more like. Oh, L- like not as energetic, low yeah. maintenance. Like I love her because I can. She's like pet me, and then you know that five minutes goes by, and she's like, "Okay, I'm so fucking done with this." Like, yeah, yeah. We're, and 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 she's she's just crotchety and old, and she's my little golden girl. I love her, I love her so much. But she has all this excess skin, so she she just looks adorable when she because she she doesn't jump on things because she never could before. What's so. her name? Clara. Clara. I call her Marshmallow. <laughs> My son has a cat named Marshmallow. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, um, so you're in art. You're doing a lot of art. Uh, you're becoming kind of a loner. Yeah. An emo. Mm. You're an emo sapien. No, I... Callback. Yeah, that's a good callback, actually. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. I, uh, I didn't get into emo uh, because I think that was something... But I was into indie music. Which kind of I think evolved into okay, like throw me emo. Some names. Throw me throw me some bands. Some names, some yeah. indie bands. Yeah. Oh, like like um, I, I guess de- like a lot of local stuff. Oh, like, like Arcade Fire. That's kind of indie. That, um, that would be, I would say that's uh, pretty mainstream indie. indie. But it kind of like came out at the the end. That's the thing. Like nothing's really independent music wise anymore. No, you have to have a SoundCloud account for yeah for exactly. Indie now you mm-hmm. got to be a twelve year old rapper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Have your YouTube channel. Who's making a shitload of money for sure? Yeah. Wow. Um, <clears throat> uh, when did you first start uh, getting into comedy? Like, as far as being a fan, or were you ever a fan? I was always a fan. Always a fan. Of comedy. I loved comedy when I was uh, in grade two. Uh, I like. I remember telling someone, a friend, like, when I grow up, I want to be a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. So that was like the long wow. dream. What grade do you think that was? No, it was totally grade two. It was grade oh, two. Oh, it was grade two. It was. Yeah. I remember it because wow. I remember that. How exactly. did, what was your exposure at that point? Grade two. I oh don't God. even know because it wasn't like today where you can look up stand-up comedians. It was basically if you watch CBC, you would see them. But yeah. I, So I don't even know where I would have seen or heard of them. Do you think maybe, and this is just because the age gap, and I don't know if this works out. But do you think maybe Seinfeld was on repeat so much? Like maybe Seinfeld like this became would been, like a like a, a job that people would want. Like. I, th- I think this would have been pre Seinfeld. Okay, okay. Yeah, but I remember like there was actually a Reading Rainbow episode about a stand up comedian and um, Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow. Yeah, that's that's the one. You know the one. You know it. Sing the jingle sing along. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, and he and I remember watching it, and he didn't actually tell jokes. He just like did a bunch of physical comedy. But mm-hmm. no, I was I was big into stand up comedy from a very I I knew about it somehow, and I loved it, and I wanted to do that, and because I loved telling jokes mm-hmm. growing up. So and, did you watch a lot as uh, the years went by? No, did you have any? No, you not never at did? all. Like not, uh, you you evening at the improv. Well, that was the thing. Like, uh, we didn't really have all the channels. So it was one of those things where, like, I don't, I didn't know where to see it or ingest it or, or find it or, mm-hmm. or anything. Talk shows, maybe. 
Could have been. Could have been something mm-hmm. like um, Carrot Top. I, I did know Carrot Top I, and Gallagher. I think also, you know, like my dad had like Billy Connolly albums and oh, stuff. And, awesome. and I think Billy he was Connolly, a, so funny. Yeah, and yeah. I think he had George Carlin albums. So that would make sense, actually. I don't remember him ever really. Yeah, I see, remember him showing them, them. and listening cool. to them, but yeah. like, um, yeah, so really got into that. And, uh, and then later on, yeah, like nowadays, like you, know, you can find it on the internet and I learned about a lot more comedians, but, right. but no, growing up just knew I wanted to do that. So when did you first see a live comedian? Or did you start doing live comedy yourself first? No, uh, I had seen a live comedian. Uh, I want to say we were like on vacation with my family and yeah, we where? went to a show or something and they had a comedian opener. Like in the States? Yeah. I don't think he was very good. I don't remember him being very good, but I remember being like, this is, this is, you know, it's kind of like that first time you try, um, like creme brulee or something, you're like, if it's not very good, you're like, well, I see what this could still be what I want it to be, but it's it's just (laughs) not, this, this might not, I want to try it again. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I kind of remember that, but, um, yeah. Right. Probably a lot of CBC and stuff, but live stuff wasn't, uh, until then. And then I got old enough to go to like rumors. Okay, so been in high school, you weren't. Were you doing any uh, theater, perhaps, or being on a stage? No, or? I just smoked a lot of drugs. So you, oh yeah, you're smoking weed in the trans. You're smoking transcona. Yeah, Kush. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which had a lot of wood chips in it. That's a whole other story. But like, <laughs> I'm just saying, you should you make sure you're friends with your drug dealer. Oh yeah. Um, um, but you weren't interested in theater or being on a stage. You just never that thought. You want to be a stand up, but you still haven't really experienced what a comedy yeah. room's like. So, I mean, like, I, I wanted to, like, do the acting thing. Like, I had, was an MTYP, mm-hmm. like, when I was oh, when cool. I was young. Yeah, yeah, but I I wasn't very good. Were, at least you were interested enough to take some training. Yeah, performing seemed like the, the, the thing to do, right. but it was, I didn't really know then. And then after high school, did you go to UW? Uh, I took a, I went to a graphic design school, uh, applied multimedia. It was under a bus station um, when there was a bus station. Um, so they used to have in the basement there, they had a graphic design school. This was before Red River opened up its campus in downtown. Mm-hmm. So I took graphic design there and, um, and then did nothing with that. Uh, so cool, cool. Because I had started, to, I started to work at the Canada Revenue Agency, and I kind of had done oh. well. So I had a career at the the CRA. Right. Yeah, was Hilarious. that just no experience, or how did you get that? Well, I started off. Gig? I started off like taking staples out of tax returns. Like that, that was pretty oh, much wow. it. It was a seasonal thing. Yeah. So, like you know you that just seniority. You know the episode of The Simpsons where he's like trying to get his taxes in on time and he ends up folding all his taxes into a football and chucks them? <laughs> totally. I would be the on the other end getting that going package like, and going, fuck, and then yeah. I have to like unpackage it and smooth it out and, and then put it in order. Right. So oh. that was my job. That sounds all right. Get some good money there. Yeah. So you did that for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, was it about this time that maybe you hit an open mic? So, I mean, the first time I didn't know there was open mics, really, when I started. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, I had a friend who, just the funniest guy, so good, such a natural. Um, He, he, 
Like he said to all of, uh, he was like, yeah, I entered this contest. We were all at a party. He's like, yeah, I entered this contest. I'm going to be doing a comedy show. It's called Winnipeg's Gone Wacky. Mm-hmm. It's a competition. And, uh, you an know. An annual <laughs> competition. Now, maybe that was the first, but. Yeah, it, it, it was an annual thing. Um, and, and he's like, you know, I would love it if you all could uh, come and see me and stuff like that. And all my friends are like. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Oh my God, Mike, you're so funny. That'd be great. This this is the perfect idea. Mike Mike uh, Johnston. Mike Johnston. Do you remember Mike Johnston? Yeah. So he he did it and he did really good. I think he got second place uh, nice. to Kara Litwin. Mm-hmm. And um, Kara Litwin. Yes. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> and so he um, he the after he did that, I said to him like Mike, like I thought that was so awesome how you did that, and mm-hmm. um, I totally respect it because I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to do comedy, and um, then he said, "Well, Corey, we're going to make sure you do this next year." Yeah, and then so later on at a party that year, the contest was announced, and Mike and I both signed up, and and Mike was like, "Yeah, I'm doing the contest again, and Corey's going to do it too." And all of our friends said nothing; they all stared at their feet. Someone said, that's interesting. And, um, and I felt really good about myself after that. And, uh, yeah. So no one said nothing? No one said anything encouraging. Ah, it was, it, it was, it was okay. not the response when Mike announced that he was doing it. So uh, I was... Uh, so he threw you up there? Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he, he did. So that was the first time I went up. And if... If you, have you ever, did you ever go to that contest? I think they only did it like th- two, three years. I think I did Funniest Person with a day yeah. job. I don't know if it did Winni- Winnipeg's Wacky. Winnipeg's Gone Wacky. So it was put on by the Free Press. And the way it works is you had to get people to vote online. And fortunately, my friend Mike already has so many people that love him. All Everyone that voted for him would vote for me. So I got into this even though there was many other comedians, like people in Winnipeg, local comedians doing it. Yeah. And... Um, and so I got to go up, and uh, it was a panel of judges. So it was American Idol style. Okay. So for my first time doing comedy, I went up and I did seven minutes of comedy in front of a panel of fabulous celebrities like Big Daddy Taz, uh-huh. uh, oh. someone from Breakfast Television. Um, John Lumberg. It was not John Lumberg. It was like one of the young ones. Jimmy Mac. Oh, no, like the no. younger kids. Like, like a yeah, scrappy yeah. kids, like one of the ones on the scene, uh, like going go-kart racing or something. Uh, <laughs> And uh, Ace Burpee and Brad Oswald from the Free Press. Ooh, that's that's a killer Winnipeg celebrity lineup right yeah. there, actually. So I did my seven minutes. Were and you then nervous? I was very nervous. I was incredibly nervous. Yeah. And then they tore me apart for 12. <laughs> right? Oh, no. Like, you had no, to stand there like American Idol? Yeah. No, seriously. Like I'm like, thank you. I'm Corey. And then I like tried to walk off the stage and the host is like, no, no, no. I come back here. <laughs> no, we got to tell you how much, how, how much we hated that. Uh, do you remember any specific comment? I, I remember. Like, yes. Do you remember um, everything word by word? I, 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 you know, I'm like Arya Stark. I just, I recite them every night. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Ace Burpee was really nice in that he would try and pick out something that he liked and then be like, yeah, it didn't do it for me. I was like, okay. And that, but, uh, the worst was Brad Oswald who said, Corey, you really brought the room down. And here's the thing. They knew it was my first time. Like they didn't have to say anything. They could have been like, yeah. no, sorry, Corey. You it know, was announced, again. right? Yeah. It was the announced. audience. They knew. knew they all knew the audience knew and also did not care. But, um, and then, and then, <laughs> You know, he said, like, okay, here's the thing. I was new, and so I followed 
Um, one comedian talking about coming on his unborn child when he had sex with his pregnant wife. Mm-hmm. And then the next person was talking about how swallowing cum and how her grandmother's in the audience. And mm-hmm. then here I am like, supermarkets, old people in the supermarkets, aren't they weird? So yeah, I brought the room down because they've just sat through like 30 minutes of cum jokes. And yeah, then there's Corey, like sure. good old wholesome Corey, sweet, sweetie pie that I am. Yeah. And then, um, and then I remember Big Daddy Taz goes, so Corey... Are you serious about this? Or are you just doing it on a LARF? Oh, about like, your co- comedy career and he- ahead of you? Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm like this is my first fucking time on stage. You couldn't show a little compassion, but no, they oh, tore no. me apart. I still have the video. I, oh, what if you said yes? Would that mean okay? You're getting good marks. But if you said no, I'd well, be like, well, why should I? Give I mean, I was taken aback. I was like, that kind of depends on what you say. Yeah, right? like right now, like I, I yeah. don't know. Like I'm having second fucking thoughts right now. And then he said. Uh, uh, I think you're funnier than your material, which is, you know, it's <laughs> a weird comment. It's a weird comment. Like I, I get, I get like what you're saying. saying. You're saying there's potential there. Yeah, like it's just like, not in the words you say. I don't even know if he believed there was potential, but it's kind of like I'm not saying you're not funny, but maybe you should fucking write some jokes, kid. Yeah. Um, so they're all basically telling you what. Everyone knows in that room that it was your first time. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you think I didn't fucking see the people staring? You think I needed someone to be like, yeah, yeah Corey, I don't think you did very well. You know, that's like getting in a car crash and then someone being like, huh, you shouldn't have ran that light. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I realized exactly. this. How long was it before you went up again? Uh, after, so after the next that. time I went up was for Funniest Person with the Day Job at uh, Back Rumors. at Rumors. Back yeah, at Rumors. Another contest. And uh, your batting cage. Yeah, I think that was like six months later. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was that was the next time I was out. How did you do on that? I did great. I I did amazing. I, well, not amazing, but like I after all the really awesome criticism, uh, I would assume most people get discouraged, but I get angry, and I get very pissed. And, uh, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck you for telling me like, like you're not being serious. Like, it, like, don't, don't give me that shit. Don't tell me that I mm-hmm. like, I've wanted to do this since grade two. Yeah. And at this point I was like 29. So I was already late and like, I had lived a full <laughs> life. I was married. I had a house. Like, right. don't tell me, don't tell me I've come this far and that, that, nah. so, so I, um, I did do the, uh, the rumors contest and actually that year I knocked out Tyler Penner in the first round. Ooh, and yeah. the heavy hitter. Yeah. I, I, Swing you know, bada bada. And the funny thing is not that he, he was always funny, but, uh, he wasn't the heavy hitter he was today. And I remember listening to him in another podcast talking about how he like, got knocked out of a contest once by someone off the streets, which was me. And, uh, and then he like went away for a year, stopped doing comedy for a really long period of time. Yeah. And then he, and then he came back and was that powerhouse. Like he was always funny. Yeah. Um, and you're, I, you're right. I do remember a period mm-hmm. when he was gone and he, and he came back and it was killer material. Oh, it was just like, it was gold. And it's it was like, like he went away to, away to write or something. And yeah, yeah. And he had like 20 minutes just on pizza hotline that like yeah, yeah, killed yeah, yeah, every yeah, time. Yeah. And he was so funny. And like, I will say after that show, like I talked to him and I went up, I'm like, oh my God, like I saw you at an open mic and, mm-hmm. and, and I found you so funny and stuff like that. So he, he was definitely like, he, he wasn't a jerk about it, but uh, like, I guess that kind of was enough <laughs> for him to be there. like, yeah, it, it was enough though that he was like, okay, I'm going to, 
I'm going to work at this. You started going out. You started, uh, I'm assuming at yeah. this point you're hitting open mics. There yes. was a nice little scene happening. Yeah. I shit for a good three years and then I got funnier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely did the grind and I, I did, I wasn't, I was not a good Well, comic. it's not, a, it's pretty hard. Like I'm assuming we're talking the cavern here. Yes. Right. The cavern would be Sundays mm-hmm. hosted by John Baduff. Yep. Much love, John. Mm-hmm. And it was a weekly Sunday show and then it kind of moved around, but for a good, I don't know, solid two, three, four years, you know? Definitely. Yeah. And uh, it's good because some nights would be packed, some nights it would not. Mm-hmm. So when it's a room that's not, you know, full of uh, people that are going to give you energy back, that's a hard five minutes to do. So it was a great testing ground. I always uh, thought. So here's the thing. <clears throat> the cavern wasn't really my jam. Uh, to be honest, okay. I did go to it. Apparently, it was random, but I still managed to always be up second last at one a.m. Yeah, the random picking the names was kind of shifty. I yeah, always thought, and I get it. I get it. I'm I wasn't a good comic, but to me, don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Tell yeah. like 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 okay, I'm putting you up second last. Yeah. Like yeah, you know, get better than do that. But no, it would be I would be up second last. It was kind of an open face lie though. You, it, it, it was like definitely... I realized it, but the thing is, I worked. <laughs> the next morning because I was working with the government yes, at that time. I see so it was like I would sit there getting angry the whole time going, when am I going to get called? Mm-hmm. When am I? So by the time I would get called, it would be like 1 a.m. I'd be pissed off and I'd be yeah. pretty angry with the crowd. So yeah. I... I would say the handsome daughter was more. I, I mean, it's the handsome daughter now, but it was the standard back then. Right, and Mike but, Green was running it initially. Thursday yeah. night still is, still, still is, still going strong. And I mean, that's where I got my chops because, um, you know, he would still, you know, put me wherever I was in the totem pole, like wherever it would go to be a show. And mm-hmm. and I get that, like when you're second up, you're not necessarily the best comic. Um, and uh, and he would you know cut time and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but if, would it still would it he? I don't remember if he was like picking names out of a hat like the no, same no, style. No, no, he, he I believe he, he always curated. In, okay, like like he always managed it. So it was like at least I knew when I was going out. Yeah, and uh, and at the same time, if I did good, he would say good job. That was one of those things where it was like, oh, I I did something good there, and and that was that was it. Like, so even if I was like, I don't know, because when I was up on stage, I would blank. I don't know what the audience is thinking. I don't yeah. think about that. I'm just in my own head. And uh, every time, not so much anymore. Okay. But like, there was, you were in a zone there. But that, that was how it was. Like, because sometimes you can hear people like, like one thing that's come from experience is now I can focus on other things. I can think about like, oh, I fucked up that joke. Okay. Where am I going? And I have this inner monologue while I'm just spewing the the jokes that are in my head and I can yeah. pay attention to the crowd. But right. back then it was like, okay, what am I doing? All right. What's my next joke? Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't that you didn't hear laughter. It's just sometimes people would like the audience would be like, ha ha, you paused. Yeah. And it would be like, I think I did good. Like, did I, did I do good? So it was like good to have sort of an external source being like, yeah, you, you, you did right. well. Are you one to tape your performance? I do now. I tape every single Performance, but uh, I very rarely listen to yeah, it. Yeah, unless there's a specific part that you yeah. want to. It's one of those things I want to be diligent with, but uh, I just haven't. Uh, I haven't like worked out a routine for writing and stuff like. Like I have a list of things that I want to do. Yeah, um, but I don't. Number one. Finish list. Finish yes. Boom. Exactly. <laughs> fin- finish look. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Ah, okay, and. Um, 
So year after year, you keep going up and going up. Like, yeah, uh, yeah mm-hmm. I know even in 2019, where we are today, mm-hmm. uh, you're uh, up. Your name is usually associated with uh, a lot of comedy events around the city. I Yeah, right? I, do get to, I do get to do shows regularly. It's a lot of fun. It's great. I Were mean, you at the uh, Comedy Fest, the, the Winnipeg uh, I Comedy did, Fest? This was my... F- my first year, and hopefully not my last, but I did get to perform with the Winnipeg Comedy Club. Nice! Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. How was how was the experience? It was good. I mean, I was in a, an outreach show, so it was a free show at the library, the Millennium Library. Um, Very but, cool. Yeah. So You I, have a librarian look. I, 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 that's I what, that glasses. is my aesthetic. Yeah. That is my aesthetic. Honestly. That like, is your, what is it, your comfort animal? No. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, I, I like sweaters and I wear glasses. So mm-hmm. totally, totally. Yeah. Um, so it must have been a great environment. It, it was. And it was one of those things where it's like, I don't know how this is going to go because I, like a lot of my material has been very like open lately. And, and it's like, I don't know if people really want to hear me talk about my life and right. if they're going to be into it. But actually the audience is really receptive. And now, when you say open, you're talking about your, your sexuality? Well, well, the fact that I'm queer, uh, like genderqueer specifically so i wasn't sure i wanted to talk about that because i'm like these are a bunch of not even strangers but they're not a comedy audience right necessarily there are people on their lunch break there are people just hanging out at the library right there was there was definitely an audience the place uh that all the seats filled up right and uh and so there were people there and i only had one old couple fall asleep but um, <laughs> they but were like, reading to each other. Though. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I tell people that, it didn't feel like there was people sleeping in the audience. So, mm. like that, that was kind of the good thing. Was like it still felt really good. They were just really old and tired. Right. Right. All right. Uh, did you want to get into your sexuality a little bit? Like, as uh, far oh, as well, like when, might, like, is, uh, we can when you talk about discovered. It. Oh, it's been was my it whole discovery? life. Before I even knew I wanted to be a stand-up comedian, it was one of those things I've always known. Um, I mean, it's not really sexuality so much as uh, gender, because uh, like I, I, I would say I'm non-binary. Right. So like, so all those jokes I made before, please uh, stop emailing me. Um, <laughs> like, like uh, it's cool. It's coming from a good place. Right. Right. But uh, no, it's something I, I, I've always known. I mean, without getting too into details I've always been different and I've always known that and then yeah. just in the past year uh just last year I finally came out publicly and uh, yeah so that was when I kind of came out and I just pre- mm-hmm. prepared a set and I went up and I did five minutes on at uh Wee Johnny's at uh at a show and that was how I came out to people was right. I just, why do I f- have a feeling I've seen it or I was there you did you record it uh, I did record it. Yeah, is yeah. it on social media? No, no. It's, okay. It was just like my own personal recording, putting a phone in the corner. Right. But um, congratulations. I mean, what that must have been. Uh, well, the fact that you even have to worry of acceptance is kind of bullshit, mm-hmm. you know. But I imagine that's why people keep things in the closet. You know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, I'm. I was 36 at the time. Right. So, like, I, that's a long fucking time to, to not really say anything. But, of course, like, when I was growing up, when we were growing up, it was not a prominent thing or something that was portrayed as being very positive. Like, uh, oh, absolutely. Like, my experience was watching Jenny Jones and, ever, and them being like, look at these freaks. Mm-hmm. And then me being like, yeah, freaks. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've come out and things have been a lot better ever since. I'm sure. Uh, so, yeah, um, I encourage this... anyone, like, hey, go for it. Mm-hmm. And this being Pride Month, we we uh, part of the festivities, the, par- the parade that goes on every year here? So I wasn't part of anything, um, but I did have um, the, uh, I did headline for Queer and Present Danger. Which is, um, which is again, uh, Chanti Morastica does this has this whole sort of collective, this whole thing that uh, that they started in uh, in Toronto, and and yeah. every now and then well, they have they take stuff in the world. Um, yeah, well, he he had like a, a show. It was a one person show that was called that. But then when they moved to Toronto, they kind of made this community. So now there's a like a, a like when I lived in Toronto, there was like one open mic on church that was kind of like the, yeah. the very the was, queer was that town. Richard Ryder? Uh no back no. then? No. Uh when I was there it was Mandy Goodhandy that was hosting it. Mm, and um and it wasn't uh it was just an open mic that happened to be there. Whereas now um like Shanty has a bunch of people and they're all putting on their own shows. But anyways, um they'll have they'll do stuff on the road. Mm-hmm. And they'll have like headliners in other cities and stuff like that. And so Alyssa Blackwolf Kixon produces shows here. Friend of the that. show. Friend of the show. <laughs> uh, they produce they produce shows in Winnipeg, and so I got to headline that during Pride Week. Wow, that uh, must have been pretty crazy. How was yeah. the audience? No, it was loud. Loud and partying. No, uh, it was okay. It was fine, but I knew most of them. Like it wasn't. Uh, I really hoped that we were gonna. Like just bring in that demographic, and I was like, "Oh my God, bring my people in!" Because I've never performed in front of just a in front of a room full of people, yeah, where there's not like at least a couple dudes with their arms crossed wearing ball caps. Um, really? Yeah. So, and, and that might just be me reading into it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. People seem generally pretty good, but um, but at the same time, I'm like, what would that be like to just like yeah. go up there and be like, "You guys know what I'm talking about, right?" <laughs> Um, instead of being like, so we all know what this means and let me explain it to you. Right. right. Um, but it wasn't. It, and no, no major backlash. Like no one's throwing bottles. No, not, no, nothing uh, like that. I've never experienced anything directed towards me. I'm yeah. very fortunate in that way. I did have to deal with, um, when I produced the show at, uh, Garbanzo's when I was doing the open mic there, mm-hmm. we did have a, uh. Um, someone who is transphobic. It, it, the the term people use is TERF. TERF? No, I've never heard Trans-exclusionary it. radical feminist, which I don't think fits because they're not radical at all. Uh-huh. Um, they just sit on Facebook and post mean memes. Oh, they're like trolls. So yeah, the, the they're, they're, trolls. They are the they are the four chan they're they're like middle aged to uh to aging um women who are uh Typically women, who, typically women who mm. are um, who are very very transphobic and and are kind of like the four chan equivalent of that that age if that right. makes any sense yeah yeah so they post mean memes and they they do a bunch of things and they, you're talking about you you specifically like say that this is direct messages to you because I was thinking like more at the venue like it, when you're performing comedy so it was me because I I put myself in front there but basically um, I had known that this person had been kicked out of other open mics yeah and so i had uh kind of put i i knew that they were going to come to mine and uh no one really knew anything about me and i didn't admit anything and they didn't need to it didn't matter i right. just posted a thing that said 
hey, just to let you know, we are we want to um, encourage an audience of all different people. We will not accept or tolerate any racist, homophobic, transphobic, bigoted, any hate speech, anything like that. We don't want it. Yeah. None of that. And, uh, and it will be at my discretion. And um, if you have any questions, then that's fine. Um, and not to say that this person has ever said anything in their act, but um, they... The thing was, when I posted on the Facebook page, um, uh, there was a uh, trans woman who who does comedy every now and then who posted something. Yeah. And then the turf, um, all of her friends posted really, really horrible transphobic things under this comic. Oh, shit, Comics man. things. And just said a whole bunch of really terrible things. Just to be nasty. Yeah. So I had to then say, okay person who uh, who wants to do comedy at my show you're not allowed so i haven't experienced anything personally it wasn't directed at me but i did get a lot of backlash and direct messages and 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 people giving poor reviews and just all kinds of mean things saying i'm misogynist and and just it's like get off the internet and go do something worthwhile and and stop giving a shit about which bathroom someone uses like because that's that's their thing well i guess you know just being on stage it doesn't matter really what race age you know color it's all about you know you you have a spotlight now and a platform and everyone's gonna throw slings and arrows at you (laughs) you know it's just unavoidable right but Yeah. yeah it's uh it's definitely free to uh, let all that go so you have uh, your whole life to talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as far as, like, bringing everything up to the forefront to shove it back in their faces, you know? Like, that's it's that's a, a hard decision to make when you're up there and you're judging a room and you don't know if this is going to be a bad thing or not, you know? It goes back to the Comedy Fest. I didn't know the audience, so mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that. And, exactly. and it's kind of a big, big deal in my life right now. So I like going up and going in front of audiences and actually talking about it, not just for myself, but yeah. it's also an exposure thing and it gets, it yeah. gets people comfortable with it. And they for become a whole community. And, and honestly, like my comedy has been funnier because of it, because, right. <laughs> because the, I never really used to talk about myself right. as much. Yeah. Um, so now going up and talking about it, people seem to connect more and, and, and and it's been really positive. That's great. Yeah. And yeah, you're, you're killing it. You're killing oh, it. Uh, it's been uh, incredible. I, you know, I don't, have I raved about it already? Because the last time <laughs> I saw you, I was like, you know, I'm impressed <laughs> the same way you say you have this fury or there's a fury there or this anger, like when you've mm-hmm. been on stage. And uh, I see you see both like the, the cuteness mm-hmm. and also the, the killer. Mm-hmm. With uh, the way you uh, do delivery and set up your jokes and stuff like that. like it, uh, But it's all, you know put together really well i just oh, I, you know i can't really say enough kind words oh well i mean keep going this is recording. i want <laughs> to listen, listen to it again again we gotta uh we're gonna do the money shot yeah we it's are. that time it is the mantle money shot it's long overdue it is and um it's ready to pop here yeah we got 100 questions i hand wrote just before you arrived okay okay and um the idea is you have to answer 90 percent of them correctly and they're yes. easy questions mm-hmm. uh it's like kind of like pick one of these what's your favorite name this name that mm-hmm. but you still need 90 percent correct if you get 90 percent mm-hmm. you will win the money shot the whole oh. and tonight's money shot for Corey is... $12.80. All right, all right. I'll change the litter. 
Do you like? Do you shower daily? Yes. Have you traveled to the UK? No. Name a Madonna movie. Uh, Evita. Favorite board game? Uh, sushi. Name a hotel. The Fairmont. Name uh, the three primary colors. Uh, red, yellow, and blue. Have you broken a bone in your body? Never. Name a Muppet from the Muppet Show. Kermit. Where do you purchase a, a hot beverage? Uh, d- uh, d- uh, Tom Bargain. First concert attended? Uh, the It was uh, Atlanta Miles. Nice. Favorite place to buy clothes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Reitman's. Uh, a great pizza topping is? Tomato. Uh, have you ever been a jogger? Yes. Cheech or Chong? Uh, Chong. Favorite flavor of lollipop? Orange. Favorite flavor of gelati? Uh, uh, pistachio. Name something you love? My cat. What token do you pick for Monopoly? Uh, oh, I pick the the car. Have you ever DJed a party? Yes. Do you pick up a dime off the streets? Yes. Name a Beastie Boy. Uh, oh, um, AJ. Have you... <laughs> AJ? <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you hit a pinata? Yes. Best sport you're good at? None. <laughs> Not one? All right. Uh, uh, were you on a bowling team? No. How many rings do you wear on your fingers? None. Uh, name a cool car you'd like to own. Porsche 911. Name a monster in the in uh, the Godzilla canon. Oh, um, uh, Mothra. Nice. Favorite comic book? Uh, uh, Archie. Name a celebrity Barry. Oh, uh, Todd. Uh, uh, do you play tennis? No. How many pets have you loved? All of them. Do you own VHS tapes? Not anymore, no. Do you own a VCR? No. Favorite tool to write with? Uh, oh, a mechanical pencil. Name an A&W burger. Uh, the Mama burger. How, how many times have you eaten at Ray and Jerry's? Never. Push, push in the... Push, push in the... Tush? Push, push in the tush. <laughs> Name something uh, you put your foot in. Shoe. Favorite style of music? Hip-hop. Name a Marilyn Monroe film. Um... In all the right places? Uh, maybe a book you've uh, owned a really long time. Um, oh, uh, we're halfway there. Okay, uh, d- um, Dune. Uh, name a toy Mattel makes. Um, d- d- skip it. Uh, what's the fourth rock from the sun? <laughs> the fourth. Mars? <laughs> yes. Name a small town that starts with W. Uh, Wichita. Uh, last album purchased. Uh, oh, uh, Shanti Maraska's Two minutes. Album. Do you currently watch The Simpsons? No. Name a host of SNL's Weekend Update. Uh, Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Name the worst chocolate bar. Oh, um, um, Payday. Do you honk at bad drivers? No. Uh, favorite dish to cook? Chili. Favorite month of the year? March. If you were a Smurf, what would your Smurf, Smurf name be? Oh, uh, 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 <laughs> Comedy Smurf. Comedy Smurf. Very nice. Uh, did you know the Royal Albert reopened? No. It, it, did. it does like every month. Uh, least favorite vegetable that you purchase? Oh, uh, that I purchased Brussels sprouts. Favorite game to gamble on? Oh, um, Vegas Steaks. Name a Star Wars droid. R2-D2. Most beers consumed in a night? Five. Name a Destiny's Child? Beyonce. How high can you whistle? How many calendars are in your house? Zero. Name a rap song you like. 
Oh, uh, bring the ruckus. Well, what character? Ruckus. Uh, what character would you choose in Mario Kart? Oh, uh, um, I'm Mario. Okay, uh, princess. Okay, what's your favorite uh, uh, number? Four. Heads and tails. Tails. We'll come back to that. First gaming console. Uh, Coleco. What Fish. occupation did Ralph Cramden from the Honeymooners have? Uh, he was a sculptor. Have you ever ziplined? No. Ever been a door-to-door -door, door -door salesman? 30 seconds. No. A YouTube channel you subscribe to? Uh, ContraPoints. Name a Winnipeg News celebrity. Uh, uh, John Sauter. Do you bike on the sidewalk? Yes. Name something circular. Uh, ring. Have you seen John Wick 3? Yes. Keanu Reeves is cool, right? Yeah, absolutely. N name of God. Oh, uh, shit, 20 seconds. Keanu Reeves. How long does it take you to get out of bed? Uh, two minutes. Name a member of Jackass. Uh, 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 Steve-O. Are you left or right-handed? Right-handed. Do you have a diary? Yes. Name a Rod Rodney Dangerfield film. Five seconds. Uh, 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 um, Ladybugs. <laughs> nice. Uh, what, 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 uh, Mac or PC? Five. Mac. Mac? 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 <laughs> Mac. I said Mac. Mac. Did I get heads or tails right? <laughs> I gotta know. I gotta know, Rod. <laughs> okay. Coming. Yeah. I have a note that I forgot at the, at the beginning of the pad here. Bring a quarter. <laughs> Bring a quarter. Okay, heads or tails. What'd you say? Uh, uh, I, I said tails. Oh, you got it right. It's oh, tails. sweet. That's good. That's <laughs> good. Did it matter? How'd I do? <laughs> well, you got 81. Oh, 81. Dang. <laughs> Let me ask you uh, where you're going to be. Where are you going to be performing? Mm -hmm. So I, I'm typically, you can find me at Wee Johnny's. I, I tend to perform there in random shows. They're always good. I have nothing planned uh, currently. Random. <laughs> random. <laughs> random shows. Random shows. Name yeah, some shows I'll that you've done up. there. Uh, well, I've done their all-star show. All I've done their tight five show. Tight five um, show. Character show. Character Skitter shows. Die. Skitter die. Um, and uh, I did double acts, and I've done the untested material show. They, they have such a variety of shows, and I've I'm very fortunate that I've been a part of uh, a lot of them. Oh, You're the Weenie the Roast. Family. The Weenie You're Roast. In the, I, the I, Wee family. I am. Uh, I'm very I'm very happy and excited too. Mm. Oh, it's a wonderful place and I love it. Um, but the only thing I know is I'm going to be in the Winnipeg Fringe. It is a radio play. It is the action blockbuster you need to hear to believe. Commando. Yes. Now this would be the um, 80s? 1985. We've done it completely in the style of uh, old time radio so there's no digital effects. Uh -huh. um, I think like the closest thing we have is the, there's reverb used which oh. I don't think that counts. So that you have a Foley artist I believe? Uh, right? Yeah. So technically and I learned this after I wrote the program uh, copy uh, technically I'm not a Foley artist. I am a sound effect artist. Foley artists are specifically for movies and stuff where they do the pre-recorded sound effects. Well, that's what I mean. It's a small, it's, it's, it's a small it's based distinction. based on a movie. You are right. Over that's here. true. So you think a Foley artist would be an acceptable uh, title? I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> no. We have three voice actors and then I will be doing all the sound effects uh, using... Um, objects that maybe you found around the house. Maybe I picked them up at free day. Maybe yeah. I borrowed and pulled a lot of favors to get dumb things. Exactly. Maybe I bought stupid instruments Can I borrow just for the show. <laughs> that yeah. you've been having in yeah. your garage. Oh, I would love some horseshoes, actually. Yeah. Those would make a good clang. That's cool. And uh this script, is it an original script? Uh, yeah, like it, it is It is um, based on the movie. It is adapted yeah, but from I mean like a Winnipeg writer or something yes, like that? Yes, I, I adapted it. Oh, you you did this? I did. Oh, I ta -da. did everything. Ta-da. Didn't realize I was here yeah. with the adapter, of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
That's right. I'm not just a performer. I'm the president. Because I was going to say, is it hard to, uh, you know, take what was on the page and then find the objects for the sound effects? You know what I mean? But yeah, I guess you have that all in in your mind. You already know as you're writing. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's kind of the thing. I mean, there's definitely things where there's a question of like, okay, do we need this sound effect? Does it need to be done? And if so, can we, how would we do it? And can we do it in a more interesting way? Because mm-hmm. there's things where it's like, you can do it this way, but wouldn't it be more fun if you right. if you had a vibrator instead and uh, use it? I'm not going to tell you where that comes in, but <laughs> I will say uh, I have a lot of props. Right, right. And um, How close to the original story does your... It, it's I don't pretty, want you to give anything to, uh, away, but... No, 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 that's fine. It's it's actually fairly faithful, I, I think. Um, yeah. there's, uh, there's like one part that we kind of cut out like one segment where they pretty much they go to a warehouse and then they go to a dock and it's it's boring it's nothing really happens they go to the warehouse blah 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 nothing happens then they go to the dock and some people shoot at them but you know something like that it's just like why don't we just go straight to the dock and um you gotta adapt the shit out of this movie (laughs) but other than that for the most part it's it's it is the same story Mm -hmm. uh people who are familiar with it are going to catch stuff Oh, in the long intro in the beginning where a bunch of his teammates are getting killed, we cut that because it doesn't, it, right, it right, wasn't right. necessary for me to just go, oh, everyone's dying. You don't know these people. And what do you want? An hour and a half fringe show? You got to make cuts. You got to cut some corners. The movie is an hour and 45 minutes and I had to cut it down to under an hour because it can't be an hour. It has to be under. Under an hour. It can't at the fringe? Well, you, if you run the risk of going over, then you just mess yeah. up every, you mess up all those people's days. Their mm. schedules are off. And right. then the next show that's coming in, they only have a limited time. So. Oh, yes. So it's better fringe be politics. I've played them many times. Um, yes. who, who's in the show? So uh, my voice actors, I have Will O'Donnell uh, playing Arnold. And then I have Sam McLean and Kathy Herbert. Uh, friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> Kathy uh, Herbert. Playing all the other roles. Uh, so Will O'Donnell actually does voice acting. I forget the name of the company that uh, he's with, but he's he was we worked together on Week Thus Far, which was an old oh, cable yes, TV yes. show. Week Thus Far. Uh, so he's an absolute delight to work with. And um, then Sam McLean is in D&D Improv. Mm-hmm. And Kathy Herbert was in President Bear with me, and uh, also does is a, a hilarious comedian and does a bunch of uh, is doing another show. I can't remember what it's called. It's something like the Dragons, something. Is she? Yes, uh, oh, her and Dan Robertson. Got the scoop. They're such a power couple. They're just collaborating. Exactly. Yeah. You know, who knows where one ends and one begins? <laughs> it's just a theatrical human centipede. Where is uh, where is the performance? Where is it? It's going to be at the Centennial Hall Rehearsal Hall, which I believe is venue... You know what? I'm not even going to say because I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's right in the main fringe area, but I believe it's a new venue, so it's in the back of the Centennial Concert Hall. The entrance is on Lilac. Okay, okay. On Lilac. Lilac. And other than that, we, we could uh, catch you at open mics around the city, across yeah. the, the, this place. Uh, this, what is it? We Johnny's Wednesday, yep. Handsome Daughter on Thursday, and then, um, yeah. of course, you get the Getting High show. I have done the Highbrow show before. The Highbrow? Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? Is it called Highbrow? Yeah, it's called oh, Highbrow. Funny. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, that seems like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, you should totally do it. I should totally do it. Mm -hmm. I will totally do it. Um, What about uh, social media? 
Let's oh. end on social media because the kids media. love social media. Where do they find and follow and track you down? Uh, so you can, um, first of all, for Commando, you can follow us at, at Commando TRP for the radio play on uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And we're also on Facebook, but you have to search for us there. And I am on Twitter and Instagram as Corey Bantiasm. So Corey Bantiasm. Yes, C-O-R-Y-B as in Bob, A-N as in Nancy, T-I-A-S-M. That probably just made it sound so much worse. <laughs> it's hard to spell. You know what the best thing to do is go on Instagram and look up Petting Cats with Corey. Hashtag Petting Cats petting with Corey. Petting Cats with Corey. You will find my Instagram. Thing. Well, I hope you enjoyed your water. I did. It was uh, maybe a uh, beer. I, I did offer have you a beer that. to go. It was the most genuine draft. Corey Fowler, thank you so much for coming. On thank Craft you, Central. It's been so much fun. Oh, it's been a blast. And it's been really late. I know uh, everyone's really tired here. And uh, all right, that's it. That's the end of the show. I'm trying to think of a catchphrase. What would be a good way to um, bookend? Keep this it show. snappy. Keep it snappy, babe. <laughs>